It's about getting to a space where you feel so solid with yourself and you feel so solid with your connection to to God, spirit, whatever you believe in, higher power, that you can embody that energy into your relationships, that you can start to see God in other people, that you can see God working through people. Welcome to My Spiritual Friends from Worthy Well, the podcast that's here to affirm and inspire you on your spiritual journey. I'm your host, Shelby Renee Giles. Grab some tea and settle in as I dive deep into the stories behind the spiritual awakenings and numinous experiences of people from all walks of life and how those experiences changed how they see and care for themselves and the world around them. We're here to normalize your spiritual experiences in the physical realm, one story at a time. Come out of your spiritual closet with us. Hey y'all, welcome to another episode, actually our second to last episode of the season. What a journey it has been, a beautiful, beautiful journey. And uh, I just continue to be so grateful for you all for being on this journey with me, for listening, for sharing and reviewing, and as always, for continuing to lean into your own journeys. And um, speaking of journeys, at the time that this podcast is released, uh, we are actually just on the other side of the full moon and lunar eclipse in Taurus. So I hope you all have been able to move through that energy, very potent energy, particularly over the past couple of weeks with so much grace for yourselves, you know, and so much courage too, to really lean in to the places that we don't often see, you know, the places that we don't often intentionally look to for our light. So for all of those out there that made it a practice, you know, over the past couple of weeks to do that, to to do the shadow work, to to really lean into the potent energy that invited us to expand. I just want to send you love and let you know that you are exactly where you are supposed to be. And this episode is, I mean, it could not be more divinely timed. I'm so grateful for this next guest for making sure we connected this season. And this is potent medicine, y'all. This is some really potent medicine. And this medicine is coming from Farah Sadiq. Farah Sadiq, who is such a huge activator, and I'm activated every time I talk with her, no matter how long the conversation is. So I know that you all will be activated by this conversation. So let me start by telling you a little bit about Farah. So Farah Sadiq is an Afghan-American female tech founder, teacher, and healer. 
She is also the CEO and co-founder of a startup called iAscend, a social marketplace for holistic health and healing experiences, where wellness is a right and not a privilege. She is trained in three forms of energy healing, Usui Reiki, Angelic, and her own method, Cosmic Reiki, combining astrology and energy medicine. Turning the wounds into medicine is her expertise. She has worked on clients who have been terminally ill, in transition between life life and death, and have had severe PTSD. She has taught hundreds of people Reiki and has had thousands of people transform through her healing workshops. And I can say through experience that Her words are transformative as well. And many of you may have already experienced the activation of Farah's powerful words and energy. And I'm so grateful that, again, she offered that energy to us at the My Spiritual Friends podcast. So let's dive in. Hello, how are you? Good. I'm recovering from a, you know, throat explosion from the eclipse, but yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. I can only imagine. I had mine like early October, so I, I feel it. I feel it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's so good to see you. I'm so glad that we're doing this. Thank you for, you know, lending your energy and your time to the podcast. Likewise, thank you for inviting me. And I know that it wasn't aligning for so many months. And yeah, yeah. It finally aligned and I'm thankful we got it in. Yes, divine time. And speaking of time, you know, just to give our listeners a sense of where we are in this particular moment, we are, you know, approaching the lunar eclipse, the full moon in Taurus and your birthday. (laughs) All on one day. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So, so powerful. Yeah. All on one day. And I always, I was like, cosmos is, uh, starting off my 40th year with the bang. Mm, And uh, that's beautiful. And it, you know, it's like, there's this saying, I think Jung said that your life starts when you're 40, because Mm. you've integrated everything, you've deprogrammed yourself, you know yourself in a way that you haven't ever known yourself. Mm. And so that's why I feel like things are just starting. And I'm excited about that. Wow. You know, that is so affirming. Um, I'll be in your shoes next year. And I keep telling people, not only do I feel like I'm aging backwards somehow, but I also (laughs) feel like I am just like having the most fun, you know, in my life than I've had thus far. And yeah, that I just know myself better, you know, so yeah. I have another year of integrating, you know, a lot of what's been coming up. So I'm looking forward to seeing how that feels. So thanks for sharing that. Yeah, it's, you know, I know a lot of people that are like going into 40. 
like the next year. And Mm -hmm. there's like this rites of passage that everyone is going through that it's like, Mm -hmm. they have like these visions and they have these Mm -hmm. goals. And it's almost like 40s, almost like that moment where they're being realized. It's Mm -hmm. it's almost like this co-creative number. Wow. And, you know, four is such a harmonious number. Mm. You know, three is like, threes you know with the jesus years like the 33 Mm -hmm. and everything like that so there's Mm -hmm. this all these like there's a lot of that like uh limbo state kind of lessons in the 30s that happens but it's like your 20s you don't know who the hell you are (laughs) and it's kind of like this um Dante's Inferno, right? It's like Inferno's mm-hmm. one level, and then you have Inferno with the Saturn return, and then you have like mm-hmm. uh, you know Purgatorio with the with the limbo state, and yes. then you get to Paradiso, which hopefully is your forties, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So I, that's what I'm. Yes. That's the way I'm going into it. So <laughs> yes, I love that. I love it. I love it. Wow. Well, happy early birthday. Thank you. Let me just say it here. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So, um, of course, I want to get started with how you and I connected, how we met. Yeah. Yeah. And so we met on a Wisdom Ventures call. Um, And for those who don't know, Wisdom Ventures is this beautiful fund that was co-created with uh, a number of folks between the, you know, spirituality, wellness, uh, VC space, technology space to fund projects, um, businesses, entrepreneurs who are working to make sure that technology is in service of humanity. Mm-hmm. And you are just such a powerful presence, which is not <laughs> a, like... I was not surprised that, to learn that you were a Scorpio. I was like, oh, that totally makes sense. Um, yeah. And then we connected and I also had my my first float tank experience because I remember you Yay! suggesting it, like based we love on a where. Float. We yes. Love a good float. Yeah. And so the next day after we talked, I went and and jumped in the tank and I was just like, <laughs> oh my God, I'm so glad I did this. But yeah, I was just so struck by your um you're so activating, which I know <laughs> is just like a huge part of your purpose and how you support people both individually and with some of your larger visions and projects, you know, that yeah. you are in the midst of. And so looking forward to talking more about that, but I'm so glad that we cross paths, you know, in that way. Yeah. And that wisdom container has been so interesting, you know, mm-hmm. and because it's been you know, it's such a deep journey for me because it started with me following Jack, Jack Cornfield. Mm, and, mm-hmm. and this was like 10 years ago and mm. I was not awakened or anything. And I just would just listen to his podcast and it would just calm my soul. And then I ended up meeting Jack at the wisdom conferences Mm. and Mm -hmm. it just became this whole thing. And then I got on a call with uh, Diego young Pueblo and Mm -hmm. Jack and um, Mm -hmm. someone else from wisdom. And I was talking about, I ascend our startup and it was such a surreal moment because I was like thinking about being in the car, listening to Jack and then going and meeting him and then explaining the app to him and Mm -hmm. it was um and then wisdom like you know being in that 
collaborative space and being with people that are, you know, they were doing the meditations, the group meditations and stuff and how powerful mm-hmm. it was to be in a group of people that are creating tech in a mindful way. Like it was, yeah. it was such a breath of fresh air. Yeah. 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 I totally agree. You know, it was, it was almost like this exists. (laughs) Yeah, it it was like, (laughs) it was a dream almost because it's like Mm -hmm. my partner, uh, ISN, Mike and I, like, we've just been in the Silicon Valley, like kind of like that deep swampy kind of like kind of old gunky consciousness of the valley and you know he's a scorpio mm-hmm. too so it's almost like we went through this alchemy wow of meeting these people and being around them and then getting to a point where we're like hey you know what we're creating tech in a whole different way mm-hmm. these people can't tell us what we're doing like yeah we are forging a tech that is more heart-centered more conscious more um you know for the greater good for the collective and then when wisdom funds began we were like oh my god this is such confirmation yeah you know yeah that's why it was a big relief for us and i know that they're funding seed funding they're doing seed companies right now but mm-hmm. uh, we know that we'll have our eye on them when we get to seed round <laughs> yeah yeah it's that like opportunity preparation meets opportunity you know mm-hmm. like totally i love it totally yes Yes, I'm so grateful they exist. And and I know we'll continue to, you know, be on those calls together. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yes, yeah. So I'm really excited to get into your journey and yeah, really dig into just this evolution of your life, you know, and just how spirituality has grown and expanded, you know, across it. And we always like to start from the very beginning, which honestly can be, <laughs> means something different for so many people. Yeah, right? Which, uh, but... which past life? <laughs> Are we going back to ancient Egypt? Are we going back I to know, like, right? when I was a bacteria? <laughs> like, when are my, like, where are we going with this? <laughs> choose your, choose your own adventure. Choose your dimension. Choose your past life. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So I guess, um, let's use let's stick to this life i think maybe yeah, <laughs> let's, let's do this do, one yeah this, let's, let's do this one <laughs> so in the beginning uh there was the word no i'm just kidding in the beginning um in the beginning is uh i'm the daughter of afghan american immigrants uh, mm-hmm. or afghan immigrants uh, became american and i was born and raised in the bay area california um I like to say that I was, you know, I was born in 1982 and I, I really think it's cool that like a couple exits away, Steve Jobs was working on stuff, you know, while I was born and that there's this, yeah, there's this connection of like me being in tech and creating tech today and being mm-hmm. born in that energy that I, that I really love. And yes, you know, thinking about like, we would go to the field trip to the new me plant, which used to make, I think, uh, I believe Toyota. And now that plant Mm. is the Tesla plant. Wow. And so like, there's this, (laughs) there's this thing with, with the Bay area now being this kind of, you know, this hub of, of tech, but 
having seen like what my gifts were like with alchemy, it's like, it's almost like this alchemy with tech. Mm -hmm. That is, Mm -hmm. I feel that, that that's my gift and it comes with, you know, what you said, being an activator. Mm. And yeah, when I was, you know, people say like, how did you start your journey? Like, how did you start anything? I said, well, my, my journey was through pain was through like Mm. really understanding suffering and the way that, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of us get to our path and our purpose is understanding that we turn that pain into wisdom, that there is a soul alchemy that takes place is that it's the alchemical process of like lead to gold, you know? Yeah. And, and like, when I think about it, and I think about like, where I am in this present day, and like, what's happening in my life, if somebody would have said to me, hey, you're going to be this person and you're going to do this, this and that, I would have been like, what? Are you (laughs) kidding me? And it's almost like universe gives you that lesson plan in a way like, are you going to dig deep into yourself and really find your gold within yourself and really be the path, be walk the path, be it and own it. And, and that's what I feel that that's always been my purpose is I've always been an Mm -hmm. activator of people's purposes that I can see them. I can be in their energy and I can tell them that like, Hey, these are your gifts. This is your medicine for the world. And that Mm -hmm. is also like, you know, the way that I grew up, you know, being between cultures, like being Afghan and then being in America and this constant like confusion of identity. Like we have Afghans are very Mm -hmm. strict. And then you have America where there's a lot of freedom Mm -hmm. and trying to balance out that identity of like, am I Afghan? Am I American? And, and that was a struggle itself. But then coming to the, coming to the point where I'm like, you know what? I'm all of it. Mm. I'm all of it. And getting to that space of wholeness and, you know, my parents, like my father, you know, is, a lead engineer. He's very innovative. He's mm-hmm. a leader. He is a leader. Um, he's mm-hmm. a force. He's literally like a fireball. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then um, my mother is also a force. She was what head of women's entrepreneurship in Afghanistan. I mean, wow. you know, um, I, I have two parents that were like these big forces and what they were doing in work. And, you know, all my alchemy of like things that I had to transform from them, any kind of pain or any kind of karma or whatever, like it turned into my gifts. Mm-mm. Yeah. You know, and, you know, I, I went to school in the Bay area and then I was going to St. Mary's college and then, um, well, actually when I was, I was like before that, (laughs) um, (laughs) when I was about 21, I actually got married and Mm -hmm. I was married to the grandson of, um, the King of Afghanistan at the time. (laughs) And, uh, our families were very close friends. My grandfather was very close with his grandfather and it was like, very karmic. Um, mm-hmm, I just, it was my mm-hmm. 21st birthday. Wow. And I'm in Afghanistan in this palace getting married. And it's almost like 
you're in, you have these moments where it's so karmic, it's so potent. And you're like, I have no yeah. control over what is happening right now. Mm. But I know that there's rich richness to this, that there's something very like, there's an, uh, you know, element of destiny about it. And yeah, you know, him and I did not work out. And I ended up coming back to the States, going to St. Mary's, and then going through like my own like death rebirth again. And then mm -hmm. I ended up meeting my, uh, my son's father. And then I ended mm -hmm. up in Dubai again. And I was in Dubai both times. With and wow. I ended up in Dubai again. And I was like 26. And I was a marketing director. And mm -hmm. I got pregnant. I mean, I was like, okay, I'm creating my life. And I and all these things, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And yeah, my son is 13 now. Wow. And so, you know, I, I really really thought like I knew everything. Like I really mm -hmm, thought that mm -hmm. I, I was like, wow, look, you're like manifesting a whole ass life right now. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but there was this, again, there was that potency, that karmic potency where like this, all this mm -hmm. was supposed to happen. And I ended up in Afghanistan at that time. And then I ended up having my Saturn return. I was in Afghanistan. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was, I was probably the darkest time in my life. And my son was really mm -hmm. young and we were there. And uh, because my husband at the time ended up creating a business there. But there was something that happened where I was supposed to be there for two years, because I was supposed to kind of get all of this shadow activated in me from like my mm. ancestry, like in my DNA. And I, and mm. I, and I've thought about that. And at that time I was having visions. I was seeing like bombings and attacks happen before it even happened. And I thought I was going crazy. Mm. <laughs> I didn't mm -hmm. think it was some, <laughs> some gift. Um, mm -hmm. And I, there was one point where the visions were getting so vivid. I was just predicting things happening like the next day. And yeah, I finally said, I was like, I got to get out of here. Cause I was like a bomb or an attack is not going to kill me. I was like, I'm going to like, I'm losing my mind because I'm seeing everything. And then I mm -hmm. ended up coming back to the States and then it's, it was like an alchemy over like 10 years. That's when like really my spiritual journey wow. really kicked in. And, and it was like my awakening started. And then I started doing like a lot of plant medicine work and just this mm -hmm. relentless alchemy that had to take place after I came back from there. Because when you think about it, it's like Afghanistan is the place with you would think that it has like such heavy trauma and it like, and mm -hmm. almost karmic. It's almost karmic. Our DNA is karmic. And yeah, I know that that's why like I went there and it almost had to get triggered and activated in me. And then I had to come here mm. to find the medicine and to heal it. And you're talking about the polarity of like complete pain. And then yeah. like shifting it into like complete like light, but having this ownership over the shadow and harnessing the shadow in a way where you're not 
using it to destroy, that you're using it to create, Mm -hmm. to co-create. And, you know, there was all the things that happened last year uh, with Afghanistan. And I know you were, you were there Mm -hmm. for the, um, the healing that we sent to Afghanistan. Yeah. Yeah. That was so beautiful. And, and that was, by the way, the reason I wanted to connect with you from the Wisdom Ventures call in the first place. I forgot to mention that, that, um, yeah, I was just looking for ways to support my best friend and her family. Like my best friend of decades is, is Afghan and was born there. And, um, you know, of course still has family there. And, I, like so many others, was able to join, you know, that really potent healing session that you did um, live. And it was just so, so beautiful, you know, and um, you could feel the collective energy around it. So, yeah, it's very interesting hearing you talk about it in this way now, knowing that you were channeling so much of that and continue to around the healing of the Afghan people in general. It's, you know, when I sent that message, I posted that post. I just said, Hey, I'm calling on divine feminine energy. And I Mm -hmm. could not believe the collective response. Like it was like 600 healers. Like it was, Mm -hmm. I was blown away. And just the beauty of everyone's heart in that moment. And just, like every mm-hmm. there was people making crystal grids in Australia and putting them over old pictures of Afghanistan like i mean wow it was honestly i get emotional thinking about it like mm-hmm. it's it just that everybody was having that moment of like alchemy and everybody said that they saw violet flame you know like mm-hmm. saint germain that violet flame and just mm-hmm. the level of energy that was sent was just incredible. And, and now that, you know, kind of like that backstory of like, Mm -hmm. I remember when it was like a few days before the Taliban started coming into Afghanistan. And I never, I always go to yin yoga because that's relaxing for Mm, me. I'm already activated. I'm already activated. (laughs) I don't need, I don't need anything else to like activate me more. I was like, I need Mm -hmm. to, relax more (laughs) and so yeah yin is a miracle it's incredible um Mm -hmm. and i got like this message and it was like oh you're going to kundalini yoga tonight and i'm like what (laughs) that's so activating (laughs) right and Mm -hmm. i remember i was sitting in kundalini yoga and there was a moment where i just sat and i put my hands out like this i swear to god i was in flames And my whole body was like, "Uh uh-oh, something is going to happen. I've never felt Mm. that in my life at that level. And Mm -hmm. I also had like hawks coming to my window that week in a way that I can't Mm. even tell Mm -hmm. you. And I'm not even kidding. The next day, that's when it all began. And it was the anniversary of my grandfather's death, too. And it was Lion's Gate. Wow. I mean, it was. That's right. And the way the astrology was, I'm a Leo moon. So it mm-hmm. was literally like I got the activation like, hey, this is why you did the work. 
before everyone. This is why you got yourself to this space. And even though everyone looked at me like, what is she talking about? Like Afghans were like, always like, what is she doing? What is she talking about? Like, you know, Mm -hmm. but it was like in that moment, you have to hold the space. You have to do these attunements. I was doing these attunements on women and I was holding space in a really crazy way, but it was an alchemical moment. And because I've Mm. done so much alchemy in my life, I can recognize it's, you know, the Chinese symbol for opportunity and chaos is the same symbol, right? And so Mm. that's why like, as an alchemist, it's like when you see the intensity, when you see the destruction and stuff like that, there's this almost this little activation that happens in you that's like, this is it. This is the moment of alchemy. Yeah. And that is really what that was all about for me was like, okay, how am I going to meet the moment? And how am I going to help people center and see themselves and turn in themselves? Uh, Because what happens is that people go so outside of themselves, and they get so caught up in the emotional response, Mm -hmm. and they get into fight or flight, because their DNA is activated, like all of their trauma is activated. And the same thing is happening with Persians, right now mm-hmm. with everything that's happening in Iran it's the same activation that is happening and you know with my friends who are Ukrainian the same stuff was happening so you're seeing all these activations yeah. but what you're seeing is that people that are in diaspora people that are in other countries other than those places that are being alchemized they are being called to meet the moments of alchemy and to raise the vibration and to be like, Hey, we are all scattered. We are all placed for a reason. Yeah. You know, to combat like whatever destruction's happening over there, we are in the creation energy. We are creating the new consciousness of what's happening simultaneously. Yeah. Yeah. That's so powerful. And, and I remember just seeing your messages in particular, like during that moment, so specifically around just meeting the moment in a way that does raise the vibration, you know, meeting the moment, but also saying it in a very um, balanced way. You know, it wasn't one of those like dismissing the, the heartbreak and the trauma. It was using it, you know, and, you're someone who delivers that message in such a powerfully balanced way. That's really not easy, (laughs) you know, to deliver in, in those moments. And so, thank you. Yeah. It's so important. Yeah. I, I like to, there's a few things that go into like my messaging and I'm very Mm -hmm. conscious of it. And it's like, Mm -hmm. first of all, it needs to be digestible. Mm -hmm. Second, it needs to be compassionate. And third, it has to be truth. And, you know, when we're talking about trauma on this kind of level, how do we how do we meet that moment in a way where everyone is getting the lesson in the moment? Mm -hmm. And whether it's triggering them, or it's activating them, or it's healing them. That's not what I'm thinking about. What I'm knowing is that I'm putting together this, this energy when I post. And my posts are all in real time. They're not planned at all. Mm. I will sit there and I'll be like, oh, 
and then I post it and then I leave my mm. phone. <laughs> and, then, mm-hmm. and, mm. and it's because when I, when I'm seeing these things happen in the world, it's literally like I, I can watch it, I can understand it and then I process it. And I, it's almost like I'm doing the shadow work for, I'm doing it essentially for myself, but then I'm putting it out there because it's like the personal is universal. Like I'm, Whatever yeah. I'm doing shadow work wise, it's like a public journal. And then everyone's like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. But it's not to say that no one's doing the, the shadow work or I'm doing it for them. It's like things are happening at such a rapid rate that like I would yeah. be doing this just for myself, like in my journal, but mm-hmm. posting it. And if thousands of people are going to benefit from it, then, you know, and that's, I feel like the really good pages on Instagram, they know how to do that. They know how to like yeah. meet the moment and they know like what is the medicine that needs to be posted for today. And mm-hmm. we're seeing like so many of like healers pop up and <laughs> and mm-hmm. and and you can kind of tell like who is really in their truth and who is the real deal. And yeah. And um it's I would say that like there is a lot of people projecting and yeah, I think that being in your truth and projecting is, is very different. I feel that if you have your shadow yeah. more integrated and you can sit with your shadow and you can really be mindful when you're posting, be conscious when you're posting and um, know mm-hmm. that like that there is a difference that there is a difference where you're just your ego's going off and you're just and you're just using the platform and you know mm-hmm. um and then there's like these really concise messages of alchemy that are like these kind of like yeah. little gems and i really try to stay in that space where i'm like mm-hmm. i have there's a lot of stuff that i don't post because it's so a lot of people would be like, whoa, <laughs> like that's a lot. <laughs> but I think that it's more important for my messages to be more digestible because you need to like make sure that yeah. like you don't know where everyone is at. And if you make mm-hmm. it in a way where you're like, okay, this is a very collective message. This isn't like, hey, I'm, you know, very deep in my spiritual journey or, hey, I'm just, I just found your page and I just started looking at your page. So that's kind of like, you know, where I come from with, with my posting is like, is it going to be relevant? Is it going to be healing? Is it going to activate people? I I feel like a lot of, Mm -hmm. for the most part, a lot of my posts are activating (laughs) in nature. Um, Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. and I love that. And I'm so grateful because it's, I think about like, if I was following someone like myself when I was younger, how that would have probably changed my life. And not in a way where I'm looking at myself in some other way, but like just the information, just being able to have access to that information in real time. And that's really why I do it because I was like these moments Mm -hmm. where, and I think, you know, having all that Scorpio in my chart, it's like, I remember that like a big part of my suffering was I was always self-isolating and I was never revealing my suffering to people. Mm. I was always in this like kind of private Mm. alchemy 
And my page, mm-hmm. I mean, I have the amount of followers I have. I look at it and I just, I laugh because I'm just like, how did this even happen? Because <laughs> I was just posting my channeling. I was just posting my thoughts and that's it. And it just, it became yeah. bigger and bigger. And this thing about the self-isolation, I feel like a lot of people are in that space where they don't, they don't feel the safety of being vulnerable and showing their suffering. Mm-hmm. And that's why I do the work that I do is because I want people to, to feel seen. And when they feel seen to see yeah. that, that everyone has their own unique power, it's just someone has to show it to them. Someone just has to put a mirror up and be like, this is the real you. This is who you are. And there's something so powerful about that, about like loving presence Mm -hmm. and being that reminder for people. And that's what I love to do. I love, I always say I'm like the ultimate cheerleader. Like, you know, I always, that's how I look at myself. I'm just like this big cheerleader. And I'm like, you know, you can do Mm -hmm. it, you know, and you got this. And, and it's just, I guess I pride myself on the, in the fact that I was my own cheerleader for so long, you know, yeah. and, and when yeah. you get through that healing journey and you get to a certain point, you're like, wow, like I loved myself that much, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's so special. I've been thinking about that a lot lately on the other side of a lot of life transitions of my own and, um, Yeah. I was like, wow, you really did like trust yourself, love yourself enough to offer this new path, you know, to yourself or, or trust this new path for yourself. And, and it's a, it's a really self-honoring journey, you know, and being able to share on the other side of it is just, is, is the medicine, you know, not just what you share, but the sharing Mm -hmm. in and of itself is part of the medicine I'm finding as well. So, yeah. Well, there's this thing that um, you're familiar with, like Gabor Mate. And Gabor Mate is like, he's an expert on trauma healing and very Mm -hmm. well known. And I took one of his master classes once. And, you know, there's this one thing that he talks about, and he talks about the compassion of recognition. Mm -hmm. And he says that, like, like, you'll meet with somebody and they're going through something that you've been through, but you've already found the wisdom. Like you've already alchemized mm-hmm. the wisdom from that painful experience. And so there's this moment of compassion of recognition where you're like, oh, I've been there. Let me tell you what to do, like I did and stuff. And so like when you when you said this thing yeah. about the medicine and the in the conversation and like that's really what it's about. It's like it's about us connecting in a way where you know, and, and I, I had a workshop this morning and I was talking about, it's not having all the singing bowls and having a space and everything like that. The real healing Mm -hmm. happens in these Mm -hmm. little tiny moments with your family, with your friends and these little pockets of alchemy and presence and, and looking at those moments that it doesn't have to be some grand act of healing that there's, there's so much healing and presence that, it, if you're, if you can, yes. if you can meet those moments and if you can be curious and you can just be in the moment, like there's these miracles in these moments, mm-hmm. you know? Yes. Yeah. It's so true. I, 
I was talking um, to a friend recently about how much I love the big, you know, activating downloads that just kind of knock you over. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like waiting for those, you know, and anticipating those, but then missing the, the smaller, more nuanced moments, you know, um, because you're just, you think you're just preparing for this, like, big thing to like, just come sweeping into your consciousness when it's all already there waiting for you to become, you know, the vibrational frequency of that thing. Well, it's embodying and like staying in the heart space and like Mm -hmm. all, sometimes all you have to do is create the space, you know, like if, if a friend is going through something, you say, Hey, like meet me for coffee. Or how can I support you? Or, you know, it's these little acts that become mm-hmm. these big acts. And I know we kind of went, went in a different direction when we were talking about my journey, like about how I got into healing and how, how that all happened. And yes, my background was in like corporate marketing, branding. I had my own kind of consulting company because my son was young and I just wanted to work for my computer and then I, you know, was in luxury fashion for a bit. And at that same time, I had an awakening, like a really deep awakening. And yeah, I was just like, I was done with life. <laughs> I was just like, I need an exit strategy, mm. <laughs> but it's not a good one. <laughs> that's not, that's not a good <laughs> option. And, you know, mm-hmm. I, I woke up one day and I, and I always talk about this because it's the power of how we actually activate ourselves. Like we actually activate our own healing Mm. journeys with like, if we make a decision, you know, it's the thing where you make a decision and the universe conspires to align everything in that. And so that was my moment is that I woke up one day and Mm -hmm. I said, either I'm going to die (laughs) or Mm -hmm. I'm going to find out why everything happened the way that it did. I'm going to make myself strong mind, body and spirit. And as soon as I woke up that one day Mm. and that happened, literally everything started flooding in. Like the journey just began and it was, it was something I will never forget. And it just became this really relentless journey back to myself. And it was probably like, Mm. I would say like eight years of intense, relentless work. And at that time I was working in luxury fashion. I had, I was studying to be a Reiki master. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, I'm like, damn, I feel like really powerful because I have this job. And then I'm like, also becoming a Reiki master, like, holy crap. And then I remember, I said to myself, I was like, my mind is like my most powerful asset. And mm. then I had an attu- Reiki attunement, maybe like a, a week later, the next day, I slipped and I slammed my head. Wow. And I had a head injury and I I had to recover from that with doctors and like I I lost some of my memory. Mm. I couldn't like you know, I had really high levels of anxiety and wow. What that really taught me was that in that moment I had to take care of myself. I was so busy thinking about other people and being that caretaker. And mm-hmm. I had to take care of myself because I had no choice. And I remember when I was in that moment, it was like, are you going to fight for your mind? And especially mm-hmm. when I said that thing about 
my mind being my most powerful asset. But in the end, I saw that that wasn't just it, that it was my heart. And I ended up creating during that Mm. time that I was recovering, I ended up creating a method of healing, which was combining astrology and Reiki. Wow. And then I was during my recovery, I was testing it on people and everything. And then I tested it on my best friend, my co-founder. It's actually his birthday today. And Mm -hmm. I tested it on him. And then the next week he had such a big shift. He said, we need to give people access to this. And that's how ISN was born. Wow. So that's amazing. That journey is also like, it's going into its next phase. And so I ended up doing like Mm -hmm. a lot of healing with like Reiki crystal healing. And um, then I started doing the workshops like around the time of um, when George Floyd passed, was murdered. Um, Like Mm -hmm. I offered free workshops for a month and that was very powerful alchemy. And then I started teaching Mm -hmm. Reiki a lot. And then I had like, yeah, Alchemist Circle. It was the name of the workshops. And then I, you know, the Mm -hmm. amount of people that I, that I worked with and worked on, it just like thousands, you know, and it was, but I was meeting a moment, which was like the moment of COVID, the moment of like everything that happened with Afghanistan and, you know, everything that was Mm -hmm. happening in America. So it's like this, it was the whole Afghan American thing where it's like, my Americans are suffering. My Afghans are suffering. My, it's like, so mm-hmm. it's like, it was like, I was flip-flopping, mm-hmm. right? I was like, I was thinking yeah. about what was going on in Afghanistan. And then I was thinking about like, what's going on here. And, but also seeing that there was this like, convergence taking place that like, America wasn't, you know, the big superpower and amazing. Yeah. We were seeing really the huge rawness and the shadow of America that the things that were happening yeah. in Afghanistan were happening here too. And that nobody was better than anybody that there was this, like, yeah, I would say it was like this equalizer that was taking place that it's like, no one can mm-hmm. say they're the greatest nation <laughs> right now, <laughs> you know, <laughs> unless they're like New Zealand and ran by a woman, but <laughs> there's this like humbling this very painful humbling that's that's taking place like this constant ego deaths yeah. that have been happening and like but at the same time it's like how do we get out of that place of blame and how do we get into that like dialogue and like how do we go instead of blaming each other how do we sit together at the table yes and break the patterns for our children and mm-hmm. the legacy is in the moment the legacy is how we are present with the moment. Yeah. And that's really like the core of my work is like, what are we doing in this moment mm. to find solutions to, to meet this moment of alchemy? Because it's, it's not, you know, in astrology, like we're America's in its Pluto return. So it's, you know, the yeah. same transits of like when the declaration of independence was written, <laughs> like, yeah. And that, ne- it's yeah. like Neptune and Pisces wow. when the fall of the Roman Empire. I mean, it's just like, and they're all happening at the same time. Mm. And I'm like, so you want to talk <laughs> about like complete like obliteration of structures that were here. Like, and the way I yeah. look at time is like time is cyclical. 
You know, I don't look at it as like linear at all. And it's like, how are we seeing the patterns? And that's what's so powerful about astrology is that we can go, hey, this happened in this Mm -hmm. year. So like, how are we going to meet the moment this time? Mm -hmm. How are we going to change the trajectory of humanity this time and fix this and put us in a a Mm -hmm. course that is more evolved? Yeah. Yeah, it's so, so interesting to think about you know, one, the fact that, you know, people are waking up to the significance of mm-hmm. the tools, you know, and um, not shying yeah. away from it as much. You know, I definitely see that that trajectory. And yeah, just people understanding that the more deeply present we are, the better equipped we are to meet the moment, you know, and yeah. I think it's so powerful to, to couple, you know, the tools with the personal accountability to that presence, you know? So I love that you put it that way. And I love that you brought together these modalities, you know, astrology and Reiki coming together to, to create that alchemy that you so powerfully, you know, create with so many people, and for you in your in your own journey, what do you feel like you're learning the most right now? Like what do you feel like you're you're moving through the most in this moment, especially in this potent energy? <laughs> <laughs> this is like the most potent of all time energy for me, especially. But yeah. again, it's I'm just feeling that it's about being human about the safety of being human Mm. and being open and Mm. not feeling like paranoid about everyone and fearful about everyone and not being like a, I guess we've all been energy hoarders in a way. (laughs) And, uh, you know, with good reason, I think that everybody had to kind of fill up their reserve and now everybody's ready to connect in in a way where everybody feels like they're a, a safe space now that they can be like, okay, I can connect in a way where mm-hmm. I'm not either overly giving or I'm not completely removed, which is my Scorpio, yeah. which is like, I I had a friend tell me one time, like mm-hmm. we hadn't spoken and I, I just messaged him and I said, hey, how's it going? And he's like, you've been a hundred percent distant. And I was like, I've never had somebody tell me <laughs> like the percentage But then I was, but then I realized I was like, wow, I was like, I need to work on finding like kind of a balance of not being like overly in the space and then, you know, like finding that kind of like happy medium. And I think I am now, I think that that's what I've been working through. And I think it's, it's showing and it's, it's showing like in my connections that Mm -hmm. like, okay, I have this, like, now I have these flowing and open connections versus like, it was like a light switch almost. And it wasn't like intentional. It was just, that was my nature. It was like, yeah. Okay. Farah's like off being like, I had somebody call me Mercury one time and because I'm so fast (laughs) with like alchemizing and, and, and communication and everything. Mm. So I realized that I was like, Oh my God, I need to be more mindful in like my connections because that's what was happening. So when he said like the hundred percent distant, you were not here. You were not a hundred percent. I was like, Oh my God, it's not about like someone physically being present. It was like an energy that it's like, I didn't even have anything mm. like open, you know, 
So it was really mm-hmm. eye-opening mm-hmm. for me <laughs> that, but we learn, you know, we learn so much about ourselves through connection. We heal ourselves through connection. And for me, it's like, I feel that yeah. with all the alchemy and all the work that I, that I was in like the past few years, which with good reason, I was just, I was really in the mode of like, okay, alchemize, alchemize, create, alchemize, alchemize, create. And I feel like Mm. with the energy right now, I feel like I'm shifting into a space of like, okay, all the energy and the alchemy that needed to go into everything to activate everything is all said and done. Like now I can kind of take a step back and be in that space of trust and Mm. allow things to kind of go and I'm like and getting to that space of trust that's like the real work you know being like more in that um, feminine and being more inwards and being more of the receiver being magnetizing I talk about magnetism a lot in my work and Mm -hmm. um, on my posts I talk about being magnetic and about us using um, you know whether it's astrology human design any type of like energy system like uh, you know kundalini tantra and using these energy systems to turn ourselves into a magnet and our hearts being like the highest frequency and that Mm. being a magnet too and allowing that energy to bring in all the stuff that you desire and all the stuff that you need to co-create and be in alignment with who you are. Yes. Yeah. I love that. Turning yourself into a magnet. That's a big, that's Scorpio. (laughs) That's like the big, that's the big thing in Scorpio. Mm -hmm. And like, whether you have the placements or not, it's okay. Cause it's like, everyone has Scorpio in their chart. So like everybody has the ability to be mm-hmm. magnetic, but it's also like when you're becoming magnetic, being in that space, it's not like your mind, your ego being like, Hey, I want to magnetize this into my space or, and it's not all heart either. Oh, I want to magnetize this into my space. Being magnetic is about being in a space of trust that universe is always going to give you what you need and for you not to like distort that with a mixed message of like, what does your ego want? Because we're very powerful manifestors, Mm -hmm. very powerful manifestors, but it's about, Mm -hmm. we're very bad receivers, actually. (laughs) We're very bad receivers. So I feel like Mm. the magnetism is actually like that kind of good, happy medium between the like manifesting and the receiving, because you're already in that space that you're calling in what you want, but you're in trust that it's what is right for you. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I'm hearing like mm-hmm. belief, you know, it's that deep belief. Well, faith. I mean, yeah, I love that. Faith has been my driver. My faith has been my driver and in, mm-hmm. in everything, because it's like when you're in those deep moments of, of pain or suffering, it's like the faith is all you have. And, and when it goes back to that thing about self isolation that I was talking about, and what do you have when you're by yourself, you have the divine, you have the ancestors, you have the divine, you have your angels. And there's a lot of people that don't feel supported. And And it's not to say that, you know, you should just self-isolate and get your support from the divine. 
it's it's about getting to a space where mm-hmm. you feel so solid with yourself and you feel so solid with your connection to to God's spirit, whatever you believe in, higher power, that you can embody that energy into your relationships, that you can start to see God in other people, that you can see God working through people. Mm. And I think that that's really special is like when you have that moment and you look at someone and you're like, God is working through them in a really powerful way. And, and that like recognition, I always find very special and, and we're seeing it like in very, Mm. and it's not, again, it's not to say like, it's someone with a grand mission or anything like that. I yeah. went to go pick up a little cake for Mike's birthday. And the guy who was helping me with the cake was just like so kind. And so mm. just had such a beautiful energy. And, and again, it's like, yeah. can you be present enough to recognize that in another person that's a stranger that you're just you're having this mini connection with in that moment, you know, and how are you being kind? How are you being receptive? How are you? And it's, Mm -hmm. again, it goes back to these little moments that, you know, you could have these little miracle moments, these little beautiful exchanges with strangers. And it's the same thing, you know, in social media Mm -hmm. too. Like you can connect with people in such a beautiful way. That's true. But again, you know, tech, I think we're getting it to an evolution in how we connect through tech. And there is like a big mm-hmm. transformation that's happening in that. And we, we have to be mindful of like, also, I guess it's the way that, you know, at ISN, what we want to do is we want people to fall in love with tech again and to, to not be fearful of tech mm. because everybody just looks at tech as like the big Satan AI and mm-hmm. yeah and with good reason because it wasn't created intentionally and that's why there's kind of like this Rome is burning moment for yeah. like Meta and Facebook and stuff it's like they're mm-hmm. they're trying to mm-hmm. create this mega mega company and it's inorganic and it's like how much more things can you add to it like mm-hmm. it's 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 a hot mess and from a consciousness yeah. perspective it's like making people's mm-hmm. like i would say their their third eyes crash you know yeah yeah when you said um you know you all's intention is to make people fall in love with tech again i i heard um yeah. you know to see god in it you know to see god in it you know the way you beautifully articulated earlier and i'm so grateful that people like you are a part of that movement and, and making it, uh, yeah. and activating it, you know, it's, <laughs> like activating I've been movement. called the activator and I'm, yeah. I'm thankful. I'm thankful that I can, I can harness this kind of like activating energy and I'm able to channel it in a way mm-hmm. that, you know, I like to say like God loves contrast and that's why like we see such a polarized reality. Mm. is because god is like look at this look at how Mm. your life could be that contrast creates gratitude and then we become more mindful and then we become better and that's really the point of like these activations the app my page is like how do we transmute how do we transform and we just become better and better to each other and kinder to each other 
And because I feel like as a collective, and I think it's very aligned with like what we're letting go on Tuesday is like, everyone's just tired of the lessons, you know, everyone's tired of the soul lessons. Everyone's tired of the karmic stuff. Everybody's ready to let it all go. And Honestly, it's an exciting moment for us. Like everyone else is like, Farah, I'm dying. <laughs> and I'm like, it's okay. I joked with a friend of mine. I'm like, I, I always think I'm like, you know, when you're on the plane and the plane is like super turbulent and like rocking back and forth and stuff. And then you see like yeah. the flight attendants and they're just sitting and they're like laughing and they're like chatting with each other <laughs> and the plane's like being tossed around and stuff. I feel like that I'm like the flight attendant. And I'm just like, hey, guys, okay, there's eclipses, Mm -hmm. there's all these planets in Scorpio, but we got this, you know, (laughs) like, here's some peanuts Mm -hmm. for the ride. (laughs) 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 Like, I feel like that's how I hold space. It's like, it's okay, guys, like, we got this. (laughs) Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. (laughs) I love that. And it's so needed, you know, it's so needed. And it's, you know, it just reminds me of how, regardless of whether you follow astrology or whether you are, you know, spiritually tapped in, like you are still being, you know, impacted by these energies. And I think when people come across people like you, you know, you're activating messages, (laughs) they're like, oh, (laughs) you know, they're like, oh, well, okay, this is what's been happening, you know, and and I think it's so important for that to be circulating, you know, for people to meet it in divine time when they, when they are ready to and meant to. So that's really beautiful. And your story is just so incredible. I'm so grateful to like be able to just be an ear to just so much backstory behind, you know, the intentionality that was already very evident to me behind everything you do, but to hear more of the why, you know, has been really beautiful. And I wanted to ask you one last question that kind of ties back to um, something you said earlier about your posts um, being something that someone like you in your younger years would have wanted to see if you could send, (laughs) you know, one activating message to your younger self, Mm -hmm. knowing what you know now, what would that be? That's a good one. I mean, I have to channel that one in. (laughs) I have to channel Mm. that one. (laughs) Yeah. Take your time. Don't believe everything you hear about yourself. Mm. Because it ends up not being true. The projections. Mm. Yeah. That's what I would tell myself. That don't take it personally. Yeah. It has nothing to do with you. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That's beautiful. Yeah. I know that many of us, (laughs) you know, (laughs) yeah, would have benefited from that message. So thank you for that. Yeah. And, you know, before we wrap up, is there anything that you want to share, you know, with listeners about anything that you have coming up or that you're working on specifically? Well, I mean, for now, we have like the beta version of the app is going to start testing in the next couple months, which is exciting. Mm, Again, that's exciting. Timely, right. Um, 
And, uh, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. just stay tuned. I, I know that I'm going through like a big, very big clarity a moment. And I, I'm getting these messages, like I need mm-hmm. to be in this pause a bit, because there's like more stuff coming through. Mm-hmm. So just stay tuned. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, I will. <laughs> I will. Yeah, I'm really excited to just witness it. Oh, thank you. Thank you for your support. I appreciate it. Yes, of course. Of course. Yeah. And thank you for your support and for agreeing to be on. I'm so grateful. And I know, you know, so many people are going to continue to be inspired by your incredible work just across the board. So, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. That means a lot to me. Thank you. Hey, thanks so much for listening to my spiritual friends from Worthy Well. If you enjoyed the conversation, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. You can follow me on Instagram at Shelby Renee Giles. And to check out Worthy Well's latest events and offerings, visit our website at worthywell.co. Until next time, journey well.